This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter baggage you claim give us a time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen, my friend. Hello, Chris, my friend. (laughs) Arguing already? Yes. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're my friend. No, mine. I, uh, you know, I did the usual this uh, past weekend and went to a four-day desert rave. Oh, (laughs) you know, standard stuff for Chris. My love of electronic music and (laughs) camping. I had so much fun. I seriously went. I was doing stand-up in the comedy venue at this electronic music festival. And I was, I, I'm not a huge fan of DJ type music, or I thought I wasn't. Until those drugs kicked in and then boom. You do make a valid point. (laughs) Uh, But it was a, just the, the positive, uh, everyone was in a good mood. It was like a, I'm, I'm rarely, if you grow up going to rock, punk rock and, and metal shows, people aren't like spreading love with their No, well, that's, it's a different. Uh, agenda. Yeah, feels and like there was a the... lake, so I was able to bring a bar of soap and and wash myself <laughs> off in a lake. So it was <laughs> really. And were you wearing a barrel the whole weekend, or I... what <laughs> kind of lifestyle is this? Re- yeah, but a small one around my neck, like a Saint Bernard, <laughs> uh, to, res- to rescue other tweakers as they freaked out on exactly. EDM. I would just bark at the cops, and there were police <laughs> there. People just doing. Uh, uh, light drop, like it wasn't a rowdy powder festival. It was like I, I, Irie. Everyone was very Irie. It but, was one pill six hours before type of right. festival, and yeah. I, I loved the music. It was uh, I did not know I'd enjoy it so much. Come on, song. Yeah. But there Literally. were cops. I mean, 
You I, love the music. I did. I give I me had the a good, hook on one of those songs that you heard this weekend. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm being like a music asshole. It's like, oh, name one song off that oh, album. I know. Or it's like, name how the tune of any song the entire weekend. Right. I don't know why my whole life I've uh, been offended by music that doesn't have lyrics or something. I or I, beginnings or ends. Right. Really? There is no beginning or end. They are all linked together. There's right? no break. It's just peaks and valleys within. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh, there was cops that were all very typical mustached sheriff people. And I, 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 I eavesdropped as I walked past them. And they were just like, this is actually just, everyone's in a good mood. And the other uh-huh. cop was like, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. And one of them was like bumping his head. That's something I needed to say for some reason. Then the first one said, I feel like I don't want to kill people <laughs> at basic traffic stops anymore. Could this be the solution? EDM this whole time yeah. has been the hiding in plain sight solution for uh, police yes. violence. I felt like they were all confronted in that in that sweet way. <laughs> um, but Meanwhile, one- you're not wearing a shirt and you have daisies painted on your chest. Oh my God. I bought animal ears. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I brought regular clothes and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to dress like an animal. It was just adults uh, playing like kids. So I got these fuzzy animal ears and I wore them all weekend. I was not going to let you know about that. Uh, Sorry, what? You might, I mean, please, you've just given me the gift of a lifetime. What animal, may uh, I ask? Well, There's so many. It was kind of it Should was I guess? a zebra bucket hat with cow ears. So kind of a hybrid. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hybrid within the hat. (laughs) Yeah, both were black and white, so I just kind of morphed those animals. Sure. uh, It was was terrific. I just had a good time. I'm still feeling great. Irie. Irie vibes. Did you... And sorry, because we have to introduce our guest. We will. We can't go on forever, but... And we will absolutely (laughs) get her take. But can I just ask super quick? Yes. Did you participate in the moment where a DJ played a song and it was like repeating intense beats, right? Until he brings it up to the point and then there's a silence Uh and then then he drops that beat and everyone goes berserk. Yes, that is when I would woo and and start dancing and hug the person next to me. A stranger that was uh, in all vinyl and on stilts. Uh, There was a lot of industrial. I loved it. I was hugging people. I mean. You were knocking people off their stilts, thinking you were giving love and actually killing some circus performers. But they would have said thank you. That was the kind of vibe. It was downright therapeutic. (laughs) I just feel worried for all the... There were ground squirrels there. I couldn't stop the whole field. It was a giant campground with a lake, but in the desert. But there was little holes. I thought I was going to roll my ankle in one of these gopher holes, but they were little squirrels. So it's been serene and silent there for years. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) this bass and human, like thousands of humans and bass penetrating the ground, they had to be freaking out Yes. In the, like, I was a little worried that they were just huddled and shaking. But I did like to think there was like one gopher that was like the one from Caddyshack that was like above ground. 
wearing sunglasses. <laughs> totally into it. That was very like, green. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys gotta get over it. Get up here. Yeah, the, below ground, it was like the beginning of Watership Down, or I guess the middle of yeah. Watership Down. <laughs> like pe- total animal trauma. But then above ground, if you could just get up there. Yeah. Great stuff was happening for By the fourth and day, there were squirrels everywhere that were like, <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> Tapping your arm for drugs. Okay, okay, let's stick to real. We, I please. had to tell you. I love That's why it. I'm in a good mood. I, I'm so happy. Thank I you. love, this is what we need. These are the uplift stories that we Thank need you. right now. I was nervous to tell you for some reason. I'm a raver now. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to come out of the closet. It really is. As a raver, my whole life, <laughs> I refuse to go to a field and have fun. <laughs> Look at me now. But a belie- a true believer. This is just like you and golf, but just a little more drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just exactly a half a teaspoon more. Okay, our guest today is one of the great stand-up comics of our time. She plays clubs and colleges all over. So many colleges and these clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome Allison Leiby. Hi. Yay. Oh my God. This is I'm I'm so full of questions already. I'm oh, right? good. Things. Shoot like five at Chris right now. What do you got? <laughs> what did you eat and when? That's always my question. <laughs> Anytime it, there's like a large all weekend outdoor event, I'm like, what were the meal or snack breaks and what were you eating? Was it refrigerated? Was like what was happening from a fiber standpoint, like right. bathrooms, I know. Like, it's just, I, I, it's all I think about every time I see anything. Everything, every yes. part of that question, including the fiber, was my first concern. <laughs> okay, On great. my way up there, uh, <laughs> I took a, you know, a COVID test in the parking lot of REI. I went inside <laughs> and I bought a backpack that is a fancy cooler. And I bought oh. way too many groceries. I, b- I brought sandwich stuff. <laughs> I think that's better. Stuff. Than the and, alternative. Yeah. I, I, and the ice, of course, kept melting. So I kept buying $10 bags of ice up there and it would immediately melt. But I did make all my meals in my tent, which I couldn't stand up in. So I kind of lay on my new air mattress and just make a sandwich on my chest <laughs> and uh, fell asleep with a couple sandwiches in my hand. Uh, but yeah, I brought a lot of fruit and sandwiches and it all kind of went bad in my cooler backpack. So it was, yeah, it was, it was difficult. It was a difficult balance. I always want something that's been refrigerated, like from my snack. I like hummus. I like crackers. I like fruit. I brought hummus. You know, I brought those things require refrigeration. Refrigeration. So it feels like in the middle of the desert. And also, did you have to buy an entire camping setup just for this? I or did they provide you anything? Sort of. No, no, okay. they provide you with uh nothing but vibes. I uh <laughs> I had a tent and I had a backpack, but I kind of had to buy everything else. I got a chair Oof. that I could lounge in. Smart. I got a very very comfortable mattress that had like memory foam in it and you blow into it. Ooh. That was great. Mm, it all wow. I kind of like camping now. Like if it's comfortable and there's a lake to you know, we all have fear of sand being in our crevasses. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. yeah. I just bought so, a bunch of stuff and brought a bunch of food, but I threw away more than half of it because of the oh, ice. Quick follow-up thing. question. Yes, yes, um, yes. Working in tandem with Allison in this interview. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I also am very obsessed with being in a situation like that and the bathrooms. Was it yes. porta potties? Was it nightmarish? 
every other version of this festival called Desert Hearts was porta potties. This was the same number of porta potties and an overpopulation of uh, brick and mortar restrooms with flush <gasps> toilets. Uh, and outside of them, those kind of beach showers. And some people were getting naked terrific. in those. And Great. no one was staring. There was there was some nudity. Morning. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's a naked shower. Uh, yeah. That's how the world should be. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, I, we, my tent was very within a one-minute walk from a perfect bathroom. Oh, that's terrific. That's great news for us. I know. I'm constantly worried about bathrooms. Any other questions? I can talk you two into this festival. Um, (laughs) Well, how did you... What convinced you to go in terms of never having gone to a thing like that before? And then what was your favorite part? I'm very interested in this, actually. I am, too. I... I was going just to do stand-up, and I thought, what oh. a fun audience this will be if they're on hallucinogens, and I can do my material that just demands someone imagine something. I felt like this audience will <laughs> totally. be able to imagine these these uh, these bits I have. I, and then once I was there, I was like, oh, the show was the last thing I cared about. I had so much fun. And the music, there was art there. There was theatrics like everyone that worked there was in some sort of character everyone was playing and i it's usually from a distance i would judge situations like this where people are that carefree and playing and uh i loved it i that's what i didn't expect did that is that what you asked me it is i went and to you- do shows and the thing i enjoyed the most was the attitude of everyone feeling Super comfortable in their skin, and and the artwork there was amazing. Like all these tents with art in them and live painting, I was blown away. It was a talented group of people. Did people come see comedy at it? Not really. <laughs> uh, that well, was because I always one... think about those festivals, and I'm like, of all of the uh, you know events that you have access to, in my mind, comedy is like the least interesting one. Yeah, as I know. I, so I'm just wondering if, it, or was it just kind of like a one and like, were, was it like multiple stages and people really had to make that choice? Or was it like, ah, this yeah. is kind of what's happening from three to four. So uh, I guess yeah, we'll do it. It was at two and four. Yeah. And the sun okay. was at its Ugh. peak hottest. And I was never, meanwhile, there's a stage where people are watching waist deep from a nice cool lake. It's like, hey, do you want to come to this hot? There was like a saloon where people were doing old timey saloon characters. And that's where the comedy was happening. And there was no roof. There was just like slats for what could have been a roof. But the sun was just beaming down. So I I didn't have the heart to invite anyone to the stand up. I'm like, but people did wander that way. Um and was it just you? Were there other comics? There were other comics. Uh, Alex Hooper, Drennan Davis. Uh, uh, do you know Scout? Um, oh, God, what's her last name? She was so funny. I, I That's my new... Did she play a ukulele? 
Yes, and she's uh-huh. one of the funniest people I've ever hung out. I felt like I've known her forever. She's, she did that last Bridgetown. Laughed. She was on Bridgetown when we did it that last time. Yes, I have to know her Bridgetown. last name now. Otherwise, okay, talk among your, amongst yourselves because if I'm so <laughs> is it like Is it like Durwood? No. Yeah, sc- thank you. Scout yeah. Durwood. Right, okay. And I also know a dog named Scout, and I was like, well, now I'm just thinking of that dog. <laughs> But I do know who she is, and she's very funny. She's playing a ukulele. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Brennan and Scout, and Alex Hooper was the one that invited us. And I, the invitation kind of came out of nowhere at the last minute. And I, all we did is walk around and tell stories and laugh until we were falling on the ground. It was just that's something I haven't done for a couple years. Yes, I think that's a dream scenario. But um, are you comfortable telling us what drugs you took? Oh, sure. Hey, you listening, family? I I had a very a, a chocolate bar of mushrooms. A mushroom oh. chocolate bar. Uh, you can't taste <laughs> oh, the mushrooms. I see. A chocolate bar of mushrooms. Gross. <laughs> yeah, uh, just portobellos. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with chocolate. Everyone's favorite combo. I'm just kind of chewing on it and crying. I don't know why I have to eat this. So I had little tiny... Uh, doses of that throughout the weekend, and um, and then you know I brought a little marijuana, and uh, and I did uh a dissolved capsule of uh ketamine, which uh oh. is a you know a horse. I thought it was a cat tranquilizer. I, apparently, it's a horse trank, <laughs> oh. like Elvis used to take. Mm-hmm. But I swear, and you can judge me, I swear it was like a therapeutic. Like, I figured some stuff out in my head, and my vision got better. <laughs> oh I'm like, oh, my eyes work again. I've Is been, ketamine used for therapy? Yeah, I, yes. Karen knows I've been complaining about, look at these ridiculous <laughs> glasses. Uh, it fixed my eyeballs. And it is, yes, Allison. It's used for therapy and yeah. having tiny doses of it. I was like, oh, I get it. I I wanted to call my family and have conversations with them in those moments. <laughs> That's good. Whereas most drugs, you're like, the last thing I want to do is talk to my dad right now. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was very therapeutic. Um, that's it. Those are the drugs. I like it. That's Thanks a nice for Thank you. I, uh, yeah, yeah, right? I got a little nervous. I'm not that open with my drug use. But Allison, be- what if we all did this? Allison, what's the last... Uh, uh, what would they call it? Like a class C felony <laughs> level drug you've done. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I like, I smoke weed, but that's legal here as well as in California right now. I don't, yeah. I guess yeah. like it would be like cocaine. Yeah. Probably. Like, right. and or I, I had some like mushroom chocolates on New Year's of this year. Mm-hmm. And which is great, right? Do you I'm lo- mostly a marijuana gal. Sure. Yeah. I don't really stray far outside of stuff I can order in the form of a sorbet, which is my new favorite <laughs> consumption method. <laughs> really? Hot sorbet. My, That's amazing. W- one of my um, services like does a bunch of edibles and they started doing sorbets and they kind of like hit you faster than like a regular edible. It's more like mm. a drink almost, but they're like delicious. <laughs> I get like wow. the watermelon mint. It's really good. Wow, that does sound good. Yeah, it yeah. almost sounds dangerous, like for a mm. drug to be delicious. And I know I have to keep yeah. like a regular sorbet on hand for like after because I'm like, oh, I could just like <laughs> keep eating sorbet, and then it's like yeah. this is a hundred milligrams. <laughs> it's almost yes. like saves you that it eventually melts, and you have yes. to put it away. <laughs> right. 
But I would just drink it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Of course. (laughs) What about you, Karen? Yeah. Well, I have epilepsy, so I can't do the Uh, drugs I used to do. mm -hmm. So I haven't done a serious drug aside from weed in a really long time. Because, yeah. And when I was in my 20s and we were doing stuff like mushrooms and stuff, I get um, acid or whatever, I really, I do each one once, maybe twice. And I'd be like, that's enough being out of control for me. I am right. yeah. like a deep down control freak me where too. my mind kind of won't allow a lot. Like we did acid once and then hosted a Christmas party. Hmm. And so many people were like, you were on acid? I just thought your eyes looked really pretty. <laughs> because I was like, my pupils were like this big. I was opening the door like, welcome everyone. Anime I was style. wearing a silver dress. Yeah, I was like <laughs> out of my mind. But there's part of me that like, it can, will never let go, I, it feels like. So I really yeah. love that people are like, really testing out these, the micro versions of things and yeah. kind of like, what's the me benefit too. of, you don't have to be tripping so hard that you have to call an ambulance yes. to- to benefit and like the idea that that's how people are doing it these days makes me really happy because yeah. it was almost like we did we did mushrooms <laughs> the first time we did mushrooms my friend basically gave all of us too many and we spent and I've told the story so many times Chris knows but <laughs> we spent eight straight hours laughing and crying crying alternately as mm-hmm. we moved throughout our apartment in San Francisco and by the time we got to the front room it was like literally 8 hours later we were exhausted and dehydrated cuz we of cried course. out all the oh liquid in our body <laughs> and all we could do was like order a pizza and watch the godfather at the end we were exhausted and we hadn't done anything we were literally just laughing our asses off and then sobbing hysterically oh, that's funny. for a day. I, I yeah. was watching Scout perform in the hot saloon and I was laughing so hard that I started tearing up and then I just was crying. I did. I yes. just, so I was crying it's like a... smooth a, transition. Yeah, yeah, it was just smooth. Just go with it. I kept smiling, but it looked like my <laughs> eyes were very sad. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. I I wasn't gonna blame the drugs, and and there we go. Yeah, there well, we go. That's how they hit you, right? I think. Yeah. Did you when uh, Allison when you did a little bit of mushrooms? Did you have any kind of a was yours a? Did you hallucinate? Did you have emotional waves? Like what the was most your experience? Recent time was just like a very very low dose, like micro dosing, basically, yeah. just like yeah, in addition yeah. to like smoking weed and drinking champagne and like whatever. So right. there was kind of nothing. That whole night's a blur anyway. But like. <laughs> I mean, it's been, I I am not someone who has enjoyed tripping in general. So it was a long, I mean, really, it was like college in my early 20s was the last time I really like tripped and like really did more than what would be considered a micro dose. And I was just like, again, I'm a control freak. I'm also like, I'm a drinking (laughs) gal. I like drinking. That's kind of like my comfort zone. Yeah, me too. I like to just stay in the waters that I know. (laughs) And drink them. And drink them. (laughs) And this, this festival... There was no, there was a bar there at like a long, well, well done saloon style bar, but no one was really drinking. This was not a drinking festival. So no one was like getting mad or emotional. It made me realize like, oh, booze is maybe the worst drug, the one I for sure. prefer. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. No yeah, question. There was all, all this micro use of of hallucinogen it's it just makes everyone in a good mood i was just in a good mood the whole time if you have yeah, a little I love bit that. You're like oh i'm happy and i don't know why i love it i love it <laughs> i love that i love it and i love seeing 
I've seen a couple, like, because there was a Steve Aoki pizza, which made me laugh, but I was like, I only kind of know who that is a little bit. I should watch his videos. <laughs> and watching, like, it's essentially like watching 2,000 really good-looking 24-year-olds jump sure. up and down at the same time. Okay. And, like, be like, life is great. Majority white. It's just the weirdest thing that I is like has nothing to do with any part of my life. It's so new to me as a old Gen Xer kind of thing where it's just like I'll I don't think I'll ever do it. It would be cool, but I also I think it's just for other generations. Yeah, yeah. I was I was worried I would be the oldest person at this thing and it was all 40 something. There was old people there. It I was very surprised that it was not huh. a Coachella type crowd. Yeah. But I overall, I'm just like beyond um, uh, standing around. That's like just not <laughs> part of my life anymore. Right. It's just that like no matter it. how much I'm down to like microdose ketamine and like try and experience music in a different way, I'm like, I just don't want to stand for an hour and a half at, right. at, yes. at, as a minimum. And um, and right. at this thing, we were just wandering to look at yeah. the different displays, no. like art installations the whole time I was. I don't even like going to museums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walking around looking at stuff. I could be at home. <laughs> what about a museum where uh, the art isn't in any way as good and the sun's on you the whole time? What about that? Uh, oh, well, now I'm really interested. Could I also be dehydrated and dirty? Um, <laughs> I would love a museum the style of like um, the conveyor belt sushi. Like I stay in one place and the art comes to me Just, and I decide in idea. some style what I would like to participate in. <laughs> that's yeah, and then you just turn your face away if you don't yes. like something. No, just <laughs> sorry, <it>. Chagall. Like, <laughs> Goodbye. I don't know why Chagall. I'm Fuck you, water major. lilies. I'm not paying attention. Fuck you, water lilies. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, well, also I think, and this is a thing that I have a hard time, like I would, if I didn't have a brain disorder, I would absolutely try something like this just in that way of like, I absolutely believe and love the idea, Chris, of what you're saying, which is a brand new experience that actually totally. allowed you to enjoy it. There mm -hmm. was no, they made sure the trappings of things that bum you out when you're on drugs kind of aren't around in yeah. that way and the vibes are right. I yeah. mean, yeah. like, it, it reminds me of, <laughs> again, talking about comedy festivals, but that idea that like this kind of perfectly catered to my world hang mm -hmm. where, and and it is like, it's indoors, it's at night, yes. there's yes. water and pizza, yes. yeah. there's real funny people standing around right. having a good time. Like for me, the sun can't be involved, dirt, like a constancy of dirt can't be involved. Yeah. Um, needing to be exposed physically can't be involved. Right. There's a lot of rules with me. Yes. Or just like, if I was the kind of girl that could throw on a bikini top and some jean shorts and like go to this the desert, it would be a different story for me. But yeah. I'm I'm not. And so. you, yes, I, I wasn't really thriving until the sun went down and then it felt <laughs> It felt good, like those, like Bridgetown and those festivals felt yeah. at night. But during the day, yeah, I did a lot of like struggling, going to my hot tent, <laughs> waiting for the sun to did go down. Did a lot of struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Which is part, probably part of the victory at the end, yes, right? You need to. It's a journey. Yeah, I tried yeah. just walking around with electrical tape X's on my nips, but I just. <laughs> Didn't. I went back to the tent. I'm like, this yeah. is not feeling good. And <laughs> the zebra cow bucket hat provided no protection <laughs> from the sun. It, 
it, it tripled the heat, actually. It, it traps all of it in your head. It kept my forehead from getting burnt, yes. Important, very important. Yes, just that section. I love this story because I had friends, I had a friend who just told me about going camping and being in the desert and experiencing some kind of creepy racist people that were like Ooh, shooting guns yeah. and uh, with Confederate flag things. So Wait. to me, in this current reality that we're in, in the difficulty level we are playing at on yes. a, a 24-7 basis, this idea that there people are making a very conscious effort to do things like that actually brings me great solace and relief. Yeah. Because I think people, especially yes. like not just 20 beautiful 24-year-olds, but uh, mediocre 52-year-olds need that kind of uh, also that's need that experience. Yeah. 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 There was no one like that at this festival. And if they were, they were cosplaying like they weren't that person. <laughs> and convincingly, <laughs> like everyone was. And in the middle of the night, I saw a giant, I, a, a eagle, a bird with an eight foot wingspan fly out of a tree. No. And that was Ooh. sort of a religious experiment, experience, experiment. Uh, yeah. No, I, thank so many, you. So many great things. <laughs> I loved it. No birds of prey for you, Allison? I'm not, <laughs> not into birds. Can I relay like a horrifying story to yes. you about Please. birds right Let now? Us. I have like <laughs> yeah. many horrifying stories that I like talk about with birds, but there's just one that's pretty recent. I, um, I, I live in New York and I have a terrace. That's the whole thing. It's like horrifying. Ah, no. Um, <laughs> so I have so like a little, it's I have so like a little, Little little terrace out there. So I have like a big glass door and a big glass window that like goes out to it. And behind my apartment, there's this giant tree that a lot of birds like to live in. I came home. I like ran out, got coffee and came back one day. There was a huge oily mark of a bird hit, had hit my door. <laughs> it was like you could make out the feathers. Okay, birds are an oil, wow. oily, disgusting monsters. Um, <laughs> It was like, it was like, and you could see like every feather and it was like wings were out. And then like, it kind of like, I think it kind of like shit itself on it, like, <laughs> the door. On and like, I didn't see like a dead bird anywhere. So I think it like survived and flew away. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like, obviously that's a horrifying thing. And I was like, I'm so glad I wasn't home when it happened. And then like a week later, I was sitting on my couch and like my window was slightly ajar. And like, it's one that opens like in like, on a hinge, like, yeah. instead of up or down. And I was just sitting watching TV, and all of a sudden, I saw a bird, like, flying directly, and it hit the window and, like, flew away. And the scream I let out. <laughs> it wasn't even, like, the shriek that you would expect in a moment of terror. Like, it was this, like, ah! <laughs> and then I just started, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And it, like, it flew away, and it was fine, I think. But I just... So I bought a plastic owl, um, and now that's out there. Um, Smart. And yes. uh, oh. some sparkly pinwheels to go in my plants, and I was like, that's supposed to help. But yeah, the tree is blooming again, hence like the sound of my voice and my allergies going crazy. And I'm just like it, living in terror that they're, that they're plotting something over there. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. City birds? Hell yeah. City birds. They're so gross. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I, no thanks. Are you guys bird people? Uh... I don't. I I don't think I'm a bird person. I okay. do appreciate when a, there's a the largest bird I've ever seen. Yes, in a tree, and I maybe it was a raven. It was by himself. This was at like two in the morning too. It was so dark, and uh, so I like mysterious uh, okay. 
birds, but yeah, I'm not like a, my mom was a bird watcher. She like had them memorized and would go with her friends and they had binoculars. Like it was. I respect uh, that so much more than the people who are like, I'll put this one in my house. Like those are. Yeah. For they're not 30 bad. years. I was that was gonna be my point. Is I yeah. think that's the the line, the de- line of demarcation is no birds in the house because None. they're also like folklore-wise, it's bad luck to have birds in your house. Of course, so it must be the idea that you the print was on the outside, that's great. Because yeah. that bird, like there's no Yeah, did it it wasn't trying to come. escape because I had it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't you were tr- weren't trying to make it your pet. And it's like the point of birds is they get to go do a thing we can't do. Like yeah. keeping them in our house to fucking sit around and watch Netflix is kind of shitty if you think yeah. about it. No, it's terrible. It's in yeah, I would say inhumane, but uh in avian, I don't know. But there's like, it's anti-bird. <laughs> it's an, it's directly anti-bird for sure. For sure. <laughs> Also, I think, like, city birds, mm. you know what I mean? Like, you're you're getting a lot of pigeon. You're getting a lot of, like, kind of <laughs> yeah. aggro, dirty birds. Aggro, so dirty oily. birds. Oily. Don't forget oily. Oily. oily is the Just greatest. blown away by how oily it was. Just, <laughs> Just a greasy. Oily. It looks like kind of, you know, when you wake up sometimes in the morning and you put on, like, too much, like, face stuff the night before, like, too much <laughs> yes. serum and oil. So and you're much just like, serum. I got to wash this pillowcase tonight. Like, <laughs> it kind of had that vibe to it. <laughs> uh, Yuck. Yeah. City birds. How is New York right now? How are things? It's um, interesting. We've got, another, we got a new shitty mayor. And, oh, um, God. That guy. He's... Bring that swag all over the streets, doing nothing, and uh, <laughs> yeah, other, I'm you know thriving in my glass house of birds. <laughs> and and you are currently doing a one woman show about abortion, aren't you? About abortion. What, what? a smooth transition, right? Right. Into, I mean, yeah. let's just let's, let's dive. just do it. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, I am doing um, my my. One, I hate the phrase one woman show, even though like there's nothing wrong with it. That's my own like personal bias, yeah, my yeah, solo yeah, yeah. show. It's, a, it's very 1994. Yeah, yeah I imagine yeah. I should be like in a black box theater smoking in a beret or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And that's like not <laughs> what it neck. is. Though in a perfect world, that's what it would be. Um, yeah. You'd be, st- it's the whole, I think that's a David Tell joke of standing on a ladder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> standing on a ladder. Um, but I started writing it a, a couple of years ago, and it's just about my experience of having an abortion um, and a late in life abortion at that at 35. And um, you know, and then yesterday the news broke that that right is going to be gone, and yep. it has been an intense 24 hours. Yeah, I yeah. bet. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, at the Cherry Lane Theater, which is like New York's oldest off Broadway theater, and it's been the home of so many like brilliant, great people. And then I'm up there, and I'm like. My abortion <laughs> just feels <laughs> psychotic, but is wonderful and like a treat to be there. Well, I bet you, it, like in a time like this, it hopefully, I, what I would hope is that people are going to go watch it for the very reason of this is a thing we never discuss. This is a thing that's supposed to be a woman's problem. This is that thing that's like, let them deal with it. Meanwhile, right. men are the cause, men are half of it. They're yes. fucking getting away with with, you know, like just not participating in this at all. It's totally ridiculous. So I love that, you know, it's like not easy, I'm sure, to continue a conversation people don't necessarily want to have. Yeah. But I I bet you they will start to want to. Yeah, I I mean, like the whole like kind of conceit of the show is I I only really talk about my abortion for like eight minutes of the hour, um, which is about how long it takes to have an abortion. Um, 
but it's more just about like what it's like to be a woman and how we conflate like motherhood and female identity and like you're either a mother or you're not a mother and like men don't have to live under that binary. Um, but it, the, it's, you know, the the call to action of it at all is just like, hey, we should talk about abortion more because like I was an activist for many years and had no idea like what it entailed until I had one. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it'd be cool information to have had. Um, and like what friends of mine, oh my God. Ah, lost a headphone. Um, <laughs> just like gesturing too much. It's my one woman showness coming out. Um, me they over told here. You. Allison, big hands, big hands and arms. <laughs> Let him see you in the back row. <laughs> um, but the whole thing, the whole point of the show is like, I'm not telling you to go do anything except for like, just talk about abortion more or ask questions or talk about this show or talk about yours, talk about someone's like, and that's still the thrust of the show. And everybody's like, are you going to change it, you know, to to be more political? And I'm like, it's already inherently very political. Right. Yeah, you were being political when no one was being political. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to change anything. Yeah, I'm like, it's already a show about abortion. I think it's like pretty on topic for what we're doing here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I think that, so there was like some guy, some like right-wing uh, guy who called himself a playwright, um, wrote like a response play to it. Um, but to he your per- show? Yeah, but he like purchased a ticket and came and saw it, like him and his wife or a partner or something like that. And I'm like, well, you already like gave me the money. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you... So he wanted to like put up... I like, I saw this on... I had no idea. My publicist told me and then like Fox News like ran a little story online. But he like was doing some play that's supposed to be like the truth about abortion. And it's just the incredibly gruesome uh, court transcripts from like... Uh, a guy who performed abortions but, like, was doing some not great stuff. And so he just, like, the play was just reading these, like, really gruesome transcripts. And the theater was like, oh, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Like, this is not safe. This is not. And now he's, like, claiming censorship and all this stuff. Of course. But he, like, bought tickets to mine. I was like, okay. (laughs) I'll take your (laughs) cash, bro. (laughs) Hell yes. And did he say he wrote his play as a response to your show? I think that the the intention I I don't know if he didn't write it like after he had seen it just because okay. that was that like would right scare but me. I think it's I know it's like you went home and like wrote something oh, but God. I think he <laughs> knew it was like obviously it had been publicized before I opened the show so I think he like saw it was coming and was like I'm going to do a the other side the right side to this and it's like actually you can't it's like horrific and no one wants to see that <laughs> well and also it's just this very narrow propaganda service to a thing that's not actually addressing what the point of this medical procedure is about, is for. And it's actually that thing of that idea where it's like, well, you can keep on talking about, it's this is like, of course, a Twitter quote that I read this morning. So now I'm the expert on this. Yes, of course. (laughs) You know how it all works. But it was that thing of like, speaking for the unborn is the easiest way to pretend to be a Christian. Because they don't, they don't talk back. You can use them any way you want. And meanwhile, there's all kinds of people who need your help who are actually people, and you never engage with that. And you yes. actually have, uh, yeah, it just, or just the simplicity of like, once that baby's born, those Republicans are like, no fucking help, no services, yep. no childcare. Women don't make money. Like the whole yeah. thing is such a fucking scam. Yeah, you don't even get time off to have the baby from your no. job. Like you have to be right. at work um, unless you have the best job or you know, your job unionizes and you have... Right, which you probably got 
because of other privilege. So yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a cool cycle that we've built into our culture. Um, it's really oh, but this guy so complained cool. that I didn't talk about abortion enough in the show. <laughs> really? The guy who what? wrote the other... Oh, he's, like, they, he's like, fucking critic. He's like, it's Every- just anecdotal. She doesn't talk about it at all. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you mad? Like, isn't that the thing that you should be happy about? That it like doesn't have more He wanted to hear the gruesome <laughs> medical details. That's yeah. what he likes to sink his teeth into. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Gross. Like, well, also, so crazy. he's just, he's t- <laughs> they're actually also trying to regulate how you do your abortion story personally. Yes. Now, yes. Right. Police, All of it needs yes. to be controlled. <laughs> police the creative body. Yeah. You fucking <laughs> piece of shit. That was so good. Oh. Police. <laughs> I, and you've been doing it. You're in like your, uh, you've been doing it several weeks now, right? You're not even I'm halfway. in the middle of week two. Um, oh, wow. So really still, like, I knew that, like, we were going to overturn Roe v. Wade. I think we all know that that was, like, that's the decision that's coming. And I was just like, well, that'll happen in June, and maybe it'll still be running, or maybe not. Like, I might have to kind of address that or deal with it. And then, like, the eighth show, it, like, yeah. happened. And I was like, God damn it! Like, I can't not acknowledge, like, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Wow. But at the same time, I'm like, I wrote this thing, and I spent a really long time writing it. I want to yeah. keep doing it the way I would like to. H- has the show changed as because of that, or just... Not yet. It's only really been one performance so far that has sure. happened in this light. Um, but if anything, I think it kind of drives home that it's, like, on the right course, because it's yeah. just this kind of, like, gentle, personal story and... um. You know, with Roe v. Wade overturning, there is, like, um, I do talk about my mom and her relationship to abortion, and that's kind of, like, the twist of the show. Um, and it, it is relevant to the news, sadly. Yeah. yeah. What an important time to be doing this show. Good I know. Job. All I wanted to do was, like, do stupid jokes, and now I'm like, oh, god damn it. I'm, like, an yeah. important right. person. <laughs> I don't want that. I want zero responsibility in comedy. <laughs> like, I don't know why I set off to do this when, like, all I want to do is write stupid jokes about plant stores. Yeah, but maybe the, uh, I don't know. It's like exactly the way you're envisioning kind of talking about a thing that people literally can't talk about at all. Yeah. You're talking about it for eight minutes, it makes Fox News. I mean, all right. of this is important. It's It doesn't have to be some sort of perfect legislative anything. Yes. It's your right. art, it's your fucking opinion, and that's the point overall. Like, yes. in and of itself, you're killing it. Yes. Yeah, I already did. I mean, that's yep. why there's a show. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep, you did it. That's um, great. <laughs> but yeah, it's been uh, it's been going really well. It's been really fun um, and exciting, and people are very. It's like every single show, at least one person DMs me afterwards, and it's like I had an abortion, and I'm like, I love that. I love that yep. people like want feel compelled to tell me that. Um, no one has to. There's no pressure to. I'm not <laughs> right. checking on the way out, and it's like, and you. <laughs> um, did you have one? <laughs> but I'll, it is that kind of thing where it's like, it's so highly sensitive and yet insanely commonplace. Like there's such a cultural lie about so it much. where it's this kind of like the forbidden thing that happens to fallen women or something. It's like, yeah. hey, guess what? It's 2022. Probably everybody you know has had some interaction with this situation, with yes. this medical Procedure. Let's get honest. Let's be, yeah, one in three or one in four women, depending on the statistic you read, like, it's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just a lot of people. It's hard to believe that those would all be, you know, poor 
18-year-olds who, like, never got their shit together. Like, no, it's all yeah, kinds no. of different, you know, people. And I love those threads that I see where people who perform abortions are like, here's all the different kinds of people that have come in for an abortion. A married yeah. woman with six kids. An unmarried woman on her way to a PhD program. An 18-year-old who, like, it, like there's yeah. just, like, every person you could imagine has had to deal with this. So, it's yeah. just a, it's a well, people show. The thing that I kept retweeting, and then I'm like, I'm just all the people I'm talking to agree with me and probably know this yeah, already. But I it's know. like the the seven or eight out of ten Americans support abortion, like yes. the vast majority. Yes. So we are absolutely what we're really talking about in terms of what's happening with legislation is we're talking about fascism setting its teeth right into this country yeah. because that's it's actually very symbolic. They're u- they're using yeah. they're using law from the time of when they used to prosecute witches. Like yes. what in the living <laughs> fuck are we allowing to happen with this minority right that's going insane. It's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It feels, it truly feels like not being on this planet. I'm like, this can't be real. This can't be really yeah. what's happening in the United States. Like, but here we are in hell. Yeah, it's true. Hi, welcome. It, <laughs> Hi, welcome to can hell. I wel- can I recommend Chris's EDM festival? <laughs> 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 right, the alternatives are like a beautiful EDM festival where everyone's microdosing ketamine and exploring the way that they love each other or yeah. just complete restriction of people's reproductive rights. That's yes. America right now. Of, sorry, not people's. Yeah. Just women's. <laughs> right. Men men are absolutely fine. <laughs> do whatever to they want do with their bodies. All the time, please. <laughs> and we'll, we'll make more pills to make it so that the older you get, the more, the more women you, you can fuck. Can I know. Oops. I know. It. A different topic, if I could give yes. it, because I have a question. Karen, Please. you just said that you were, before we got on, that you're new to kombucha. What flavors, like, I know that you just take, took a sip of one. What flavor is, like, working for you? I have some thoughts. You have no right to ask me this. <laughs> yeah, um, very privacy. personal. Um, I think the Supreme Court told me that you have no privacy anymore. <laughs> You're like, actually, I, I have it right here. Alito says yes. that you have to report every beverage that you have to me. <laughs> um, so I'll do a wide swath answer Please. and then narrow. Yeah. So I'm just trying to stop like, how can I stop making bad decisions in the moment because I'm only ever at my house working mm-hmm. and stressing out, essentially? Yes, like, how do people do it and do it so well here in, here in Los Angeles without only eating, like, fucking nettles all day long? Because that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. So I was reading stuff about, like, the gut biome and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, just if the aim is, like, trying to get a healthy gut biome going, because I know I— like my big thing is sugar. So if you have a ton of sugar in your system, yeah. you crave more sugar. Interesting. So okay. it's this, right? So it's just the trying to remove some stuff and then trying to like clean it out. Yes. Um, I don't know. And th- that's the long answer. The short answer is like all my beautiful yoga friends always have one of these in their hands. So I'm oh, like, fine, yeah. that'll be my yep. thing too. Right. Because yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm trying to kick or at least like reduce my diet coke habit which is, mm. uh, I would say, out of control. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have, like, pallets of Diet Coke at the theater just, like, under every piece of furniture in the green room because, like, we can't... And, like, everybody that, like, is working on this with me similarly is addicted. And I'm like, guys, we got to do something. This can't go on. Um, yeah. And yet I've done nothing. But, like, I try and use, like, kombucha as, like, oh, when you're craving something like that, like, maybe the answer is something more like kombucha. 
And I like it. I, I I act like it's Drano and like one of them just like changes everything and it's not the case at all. <laughs> it's not the case at all. But like, so this one's golden pineapple, which mm. I just kind of was like, oh, that seems like I would like it at least more than whatever the last one I had. It was, Chris was, did we do a, a dinar that day? I, I know I recorded a podcast where I took a sip and went, oh, today's the day this kombucha expires. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, whatever I'm doing, this is not responsible. And I could actually be causing a whole new set of problems with like rotten fermented mushroom drink. It's just right? giving you more positive bacteria. It's fine. Think so? It's okay. the good kind of bacteria. It didn't taste good. Sure. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I know. That's the hard thing about kombucha. Is it's actually kind of hard to know when it's gone because uh, it's yeah. like slimy and weird. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That That's the bottom. It's hard. Yeah. I kind of stick with just like the lemon ginger varieties. Yeah. I find yeah. the other stuff gets real sweet for me. And like, I'm not, if it's not chemicals, like I just want like water or sparkling water. Yes. So, my yeah. answer is the ginger aid uh, kombucha. Yeah. I, I like the, um, the health aid brand. I don't know. They're all so expensive and stupid, but it's the squat, the squatter size bottle. Like the, the like, it's like shorter. Um, oh, oh yes. and like and like wider. It's like a barrel that perhaps a Saint Bernard would have around his neck. Um, <laughs> and uh, they do a good uh, lemon ginger and a cayenne cleanse, which I always am like, this is medicine, and it's like it's not. It's truly just a drink. But sure, <laughs> if you want to hurt yourself while you're drinking, just go for it. <laughs> it's gonna be painful. But it's gonna be painful. I, I thought you were describing one time um, during the during quarantine. I ordered two bottles of kombucha. But I didn't look at how big they were, the and they were gigantic. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't. Eat, I barely drink the ones I buy. Like, how am I going to ever finish? The it was so hilarious. They were in my refrigerator for a very long time. The the one brand does like truly growler sized bottles, and like to <laughs> me, I'm like, the appeal is when you first open it and it's super fizzy because it's for me a soda replacement. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah the idea of having a big one that you're drinking like over the course of several days or the week, I just am like, by the end, like, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. It's so flat. It's already not great. I mean, I drink them all the time, but. (laughs) Yes. And do you think, like, do you see improvements in any areas? Do you think? I think, I do think that it does like do some gut and digestion regulation. It's like hard to say if it does a ton because I feel like usually when I get a kombucha, either I'm like trying to solve a problem or right. like <laughs> this I'm like will do this it. will do it. Um, <laughs> or I'm like already kind of on a little like healthy kick where I'm like, I had a green juice, I ate a salad, I'm getting yeah. a kombucha. Like I'm trying to be a right. different person. Yeah. So it's like hard <laughs> to measure if those are like effective. I don't. There's no control. Um, yeah. So. But I think I I do think that there's like some, even if there's just like placebo effect, like mental benefits of like I'm making good choices and therefore, like remember they used to have those commercials that was a side by side, I think it was for like obviously something that was not actually healthy like a NutraGrain bar or something like that. But it was like somebody on one side it was like two different like point of view people's days and one person grabs like this healthy thing and the other person has like a donut and then it's yeah. like how every decision they make during the rest of the day like to watch TV instead of work out, a salad instead of pizza, like those things. And it's like what it does during the day. I do think that there's like a real, that is a real thing. So like if Mm -hmm. I have a kombucha, maybe I'm less likely to have a a tall boy diet Coke later. (laughs) It's just a step in the (laughs) momentum. Yes. 
uh, when I lived with, with Tig, she was always had probiotics, which is a mm. intense version of what kombucha does, like refrigerated bacteria that you take as a supplement. And because she always had gut problems. Totally. And like after I had surgery and your whole body needs to reline its stomach, I, I took yes. those probiotics and they, I felt great. Like I could tell my system, you would think I'd learn a lesson and then regularly take them, but yeah, no, I, I'm a big, if only. I'm a big fan of. of I mean, probiotics. I'm very fascinated by the gut, the gut mind, right? That uh-huh. whole discovery where it's like that's what instinct is and all these things, but our guts are all fucked up because we're eating crazy man-made corn and shit <laughs> whatever the whatever <laughs> yeah. is the blame I don't I made that up um, man-made, man-made corn, corn. <laughs> I love it <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm, I have to be gluten-free um just weird made-up shit but it's like that idea that if we if I could because a couple times I've quit sugar quit flour feel amazing the difference yeah. is amazing whatever yeah. and it's just like but it doesn't matter because it's so hard to stay on. Yeah, someone's yeah. going to bring pizza. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to dive into it like Scrooge McDuck. You got to. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Monday to Wednesday, it's easy to have those kinds of diets. Yeah. Yes. Thursday rolls around and you're like, well, now I'm out. <laughs> now we're, we're back to mac, the, the great mac and cheese yes. or quandary, which is like, it's just don't order it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I got into such a thing during like the beginning of the pandemic where like because every time I ordered out it was very specifically a treat because otherwise I cooked everything and I was just like once a week or once every other week you like support a restaurant and you order and get whatever you want and now like that's how I order food and I'm like okay <laughs> but like now this is like just a regular dinner but like you just don't have time to cook like you don't need to order cake like it's just <laughs> right. not it's just not part of the the meal. <laughs> Trying to support this, yeah. this subway, the struggling yeah. cheesecake factory. <laughs> yes, please buy one of our cheesecakes and keep us in business. Okay, if I have I to. Yes, I mean I'm just trying to be a good person. <laughs> Fine with me. Yeah, <laughs> I lo- I do love that. Um, the thing I actually always say to myself is like, it'll be a restaurant that's com- completely serves other stuff. But then if you go into the sides area, everybody's got a mac and cheese, some kind of fancy version of mac and cheese where I'm like, well, I haven't had this kind yet. And I absolutely, the voice is trying to convince actual me like that I've, I've, never tried mac and cheese where it's yeah. like you know what this is gonna be it's right. very simple yeah it is not even but it's like, sage by there's this vegan place by my oh, yeah. house and they serve like fried mac and cheese balls but it's not real cheese so i juggle <laughs> them into my mouth like it's the end of the world yes <laughs> the like trick that i play on myself when things are plant-based or whatever other like what seemingly is healthy from a dietary standpoint. Right. I'm just like, like an impossible burger, like is so, so good in so many ways for all yeah. of the things that does, but like it's super high in fat and sodium in the yeah. way that beef is like, yeah, that's not so. the solve. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. More so sodium. it's just, so like, again, with like vegan food too, like I remember my friend used to live near a place in Chelsea and we would get their like vegan BLT, which was like ciabatta bread and like a big piece of fried tofu and then tempeh bacon. And this like, Chipotle 
like vegan aioli and we were just like oh my god this is so great and it's healthy and they were like well it's not healthy i mean it's yeah, still yeah. fried <laughs> like, like, you're, there's like multiple fried things on that sandwich they're just not like animals, animals. yeah yeah it's yeah, hard one thing at a time it's- yeah because diet coke is the same way where and i do that anytime i have an office job diet coke becomes a huge problem or like a huge um Sorry, that that dog's just going to bark. I mean, that's he's okay. just like, he's uh, just going to bark. I doubt um, it's picking up on the mic. It's just Zoom barks. Uh, Zoom barks. <laughs> uh, it's like my dog knows like a certain amount of time passes. He's like, enough with the door being closed. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. if you're not going to have me in your life, then you're going to remember that I'm out <laughs> here by myself. <laughs> Frank! No. Okay. No, just want to know you were okay just- in there. <laughs> <laughs> just checking on you. <laughs> One last bark. He's like, oh, sorry, you're on a call. I didn't Duly realize. Just, oh, 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 my mistake. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I was just going to say, it is weird how addictive Diet Coke can be in that way where um, get, getting me through, it's like the gap between 11 and 1.30, then the gap between 3 and 5, then the gap between where then then you go to a restaurant. It's like, oh, Fountain Diet Coke. Like I've never had a Diet Coke before. <laughs> right, right. It's like I've so been crazy. to a restaurant that has a fountain machine before. Like, I know what it tastes like. It's okay to not get, like, to. I get in phases where, like, especially, like, when I'm in jobs um, or going to a place every day for something. I guess that's what work is, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, where I'm like, oh, I can't have a meal without it. Like, I can't have my lunch without it. Or if I'm going to have a snack later in the day, I'm like, well, I'm going to get, and then, like, it's like, just have a fucking coffee. Like, just have a cup yeah. of coffee. <laughs> like, that's fine. That's way better. I mean... I, j- I randomly know. had a desk at this action sports show I was working on, and they there was a Red Bull tiny dorm-sized refrigerator next to my desk, and I would just, without even thinking about it, I would just reach over, and I probably had five or six a day. Red oh, heart yes. palpitations. Wow. And oh. I was getting arthritic. I really think it was <laughs> the... My joints hurt. Crack another Red Bull. <laughs> Crack. I, uh, I've never been a Red Bull person, and I'm like, I get on a. High, I'm like, I'm like, I've never had those drinks. It's like I am mainlining six diet cokes during the day. There is no, <laughs> there is no high horse to climb on in this, right, in this race. Right. But I, for some reason, like get that. Way. But I have never. It's just a different chemical. I like other chemicals. And I, yes. I don't. I it just happen to be within, literally within arm's reach, and I'm like, well, I gotta yeah. keep working. I'll have one of these jittery yeah. sodas. <laughs> At my last, like, in-person fancy, like, TV job, I was, my office was, like, directly across from the kitchen. And they stocked, like, it was an Amazon show. They stocked fucking everything for us. Yeah. Probably shipped via Amazon. It was probably just a cycle of closed-loop uh, profit. Um, but... <laughs> um. But it was like so. Like every time I got up to go to the bathroom, I was in the kitchen. Like it was just where I was, and so I was yeah. like, "Oh, well, there's like stuff here. There's and they would get everything for us, and it was so devastating." Yes. But that fridge was full of Diet Coke, <laughs> and I drank almost all of them. Was this uh, Miss Maisel, the it marvelous was. Miss Maisel show? I really liked that show. You oh, wrote on it, you. and you're like a producer of it, right? Yeah, I was a co-producer last year for season four, and then was writing on it for three and four. And it was uh, I like, very, I really like that. Show. Very fun. I such a huge loss when we went to Zoom rooms. I really missed room yeah. snacks. <laughs> the snacks. 
Snacks. I thought you were going to be like, the camaraderie. The no, com- no, 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 no. The, the access to unlimited free treats. That would be the thing <laughs> that I missed. You know, you know what gets me every time? Those fucking, why do they need to put famous famous cookies in those little chip bags? Like, no one needs that. I know. Every time I'd look at it, I'd be like, fine, but I swear to God, I don't really want this. But like, that is the most satisfying in terms of a snack. Yes. Useless slash satisfying office snack. They had, like, a bodega's amount of food in our kitchen. Like, it was just, like, every— And they would be like, oh, we're trying this new, like, um, like popcorn, and we've got this new— Like, it was just, like, you know, obviously there was no end to the budget for that show, I would imagine. Yeah. So it was just, like, there was, like, you know, they had healthy— They had, like, fruits and vegetables and stuff in the fridge, but then they also had just, like, every chip I've ever heard of, and, like, you could request, <laughs> like— hey, I tried one of these like a few weeks ago somewhere. Can you get me a bag of them? They would get like fresh rice, crispy treats. I was like, this place is hell. I gained like oh, 20 that's... pounds when I was working there. <laughs> yes. Every room has like a, a weight fluctuation. And there yes. was there was snack runners on hand? Yes, <laughs> truly. I know. I was oh, like, this wow. is too much. This is too, we're living, we're living in, in Caligula's uh, castle here. It's just <laughs> you're just typing, yep. and someone's shoving it in your mouth as yes. you work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a seven layer t- t- fudge bar. Like yes, there's. It is the more successful the show, the more intense the craft service gets because yes. they have the money and some people have the time, and it's just like this is your. I'll, I'll never forget my friend. This was I think late '90s. Got cast on a show. And it was on the Warner Brothers lot. And I went to watch the 90s. like watch them. Yeah, exactly. And she walked up to the craft service area and there was a what looked like a big mechanics, um, you know, almost like this big cabinet, but of drawers, um, but like silver oh and tall and uh-huh. on a roller wheels. Uh-huh. And when she opened the drawers, each drawer individually, it was filled with different types of candy bars. <laughs> and I was just like, this is what it's like. <laughs> like the five-year-old in me is like, we yeah. have to get a TV show job immediately. Yeah. Yes. And like I had come to Maisel from like um, almost exclusively Comedy Central jobs. So mm. where they're like, you're going to get one goldfish packet. You all share it and say thank you. Um, and they're like, and that just bankrupted Viacom, so. <laughs> pass, but, um, please pass the goldfish. So, like, I was already like, wow, like, and we're, you know, like, you're getting lunch. There's, like, so many snacks. And then, like, I had never, like, once we went into production and there was Crafty, the first day there was a fucking raw bar. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I got, like, a lobster tail. <laughs> Yes. Wow. I, like, I think that that was public. I feel like I posted photos of it. Whatever. Who cares? I don't work there anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also that's, no, that is what starts to happen because everybody's making more money. Yeah. And then that's part of the flex of we actually did the thing everyone's trying to do and failing at, which is get a show to go for more than one season. It's a It's the reward. Yes. Which is all anybody could possibly dream of right now. I yes. can't imagine working on something that goes more than 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like a huge accomplishment. Just like even doing my like theater show, I'm like, this is like more viable <laughs> than any television show that I worked in in late night cable. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Oh, TV. It's so crazy. What is TV anymore? I know. So you, but you don't work there. Now you're like, you're back trotting the boards. You're trying yeah. to break into Broadway. Yes, I'm trying to, I'm, I'd am i love to be the lead in Hamilton if they would just give me <laughs> a, a show I've never seen. So. 
Just start wearing a powdered wig. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. I should just start wearing a powdered wig. Just manifest. Oh, my yeah. God. Add a powdered wig. This is how your show is going to change this week. And people keep asking you. But everything else stays exactly the same. <laughs> They're like, she made some interesting artistic choices. Uh, mostly the powdered, almost exclusively the powdered wig. <laughs> Never addressing it. No. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but I'm not, uh, I just did a season of Teenage Euthanasia, um, Alyssa Nutting and Allison Levy cartoon on Adult Swim. Um, just writing on that. And now I'm just kind of like diving back into like performance mode while I do this for a while, which is kind of like a nice change of pace from Zoom rooms, which have yeah. been, yes. obviously, I mean, I'm sure like everyone's going to get COVID now. So like there's that, but you know, whatever, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's been a nice little vacation in between variants. Yes, yes. Yeah. We get to take our breaks. Um, yeah. Have you missed live performance? So much. Yeah, me I had too. missed it so much. I really, like, there was a period of time where I was like, I guess I could, like, live without that. <laughs> like, it's kind of nice sure. to just be home. Um, but then, like, I got antsy, like, week three of lockdown and was like, this is absolute pure hell. Yeah. Um, and then, like, and it's been, like, kind of learning you know, I guess what people call um, balance in your life. Mm -hmm. I've learned a little bit about it. So like, Uh I've been like, oh, I don't have to say yes to like a bar show in Brooklyn on a Monday at 10. I don't have to say yes to that. Like, or Brooklyn, Bushwick. I live in Brooklyn, but you know, somewhere else. Um, Yeah. That you can just kind of be like, oh, I'm going to perform on my terms, which like feels, and now I'm like doing this show, like it's seven shows a week. It's six nights. And I'm just yeah. like, wow, this is a real job, isn't it? This is not just like fuck around comedy. This is like a real show up and do your stupid show. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah I've so always, exciting. I've always said I, I need to learn to start saying no to shit. But, uh, but I almost said no to this life-changing festival and I'm glad yeah. I did it. So I don't know when to say yes or no. It's so yes, hard. You do. I, yeah, you I'm learning. To, I'm learning. You just have to do it decision by decision. That's yes. right, right. You can't know it all in in one moment, and also you can be wrong. So I think it's like yes. it's that thing where I love the idea that you get to do Allison like a stand up theater show because yes. it's a di- it's it's almost like a refinement of of something you've already crafted and worked on for a long time. Yes, and it is that thing of just like what are all the different versions of the thing I do that I can explore? Because that's the, yes. to me, that's like really satisfying. And I just, to me, I just fucking love the theater. New York. Me too. You're, you're off Broadway in New York? Yeah. What's up? I High mean, five. Just like cute little theater in the West Village. It like attracts like comedy crowd, but also a theater crowd. So it's just like the audiences are smart. I don't yeah. have to sit around with like a bunch of comics I don't know or like before the show starts. <laughs> right. You know, you get there and you're like, oh, this asshole, what's his name again? You know, it's always yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, hey man, how's it going? He's like, you know. And I'm like, God, this sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like me and my little crew, and you know, it's a nice, and then we drink all of the Diet Coke, and then I go on stage and I'm just like high on Diet Coke, and and it's lovely. Yes. <laughs> it's all on your terms. You're staring into that. Broadway mirror with the light bulbs all around, just yes. staring into your own face, drinking Diet just Coke. Just drinking in the Diet mirror. Coke and looking myself in the eye. <laughs> Being like, it's okay, it's good for you. The word diet's in it. And then slowly you lower the powdered wig onto your head and you're like, and I'm ready for and my like, entrance. And they're like, Allison, five. And you're like, thank you, five. And then, <laughs> and then you start rapping. <laughs> oh, if I could write an abortion rap show. Oh. 
I'd really be making I it. hope at the end of this, there's at least a couple hip-hop numbers. I would, Yeah, Please. I would expect that by the end of six weeks, I'll have a handful of those. It'd be weird if I didn't. You please got- please allow for the ten minute freestyle portion at the end of your show so you can build that act. <laughs> Take suggestions. Uh, and your show—I don't think we've said the name of your show yet. Oh God! Um, it's called Oh God, a show about abortion, which I love that Thank title. You. I am. Um, so it used to when I was just running it around town, like at Union Hall and just kind of like at other spots in New York. I I used to call it Oh God an hour about abortion because it was an hour show. And the idea, of course, with the tone of the title being like, oh, God, no one wants to hear this. And then it's like kind of a very light touch. Um, right. Yeah. Well, it's disarming um, and, to name it that. It's 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 attractive to name it that. I, I, it's such and a then great. when it went to the theater, I was like, oh, God, are they going to make me change the title? Because like, that's a big word to put on the front of a marquee and every like, yeah. just, oh, you know, God. Tri- yeah. like, and and uh, <laughs> And they were like, yeah, there's a word we need to change. And I was like, here we go. Abortion can't be in it. And they were like, so the word hour? And I was like, that's the problem? <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, cut it. It's I was like, no cut problem. it, lose it. I don't care. <laughs> Call it a show. I don't care. Technically, they were just like, you clocked in at 75 minutes. They were like, <laughs> hour is just very stand-up-y. And we want to make sure that this is not like exclusive oh, to the stand-up good. crowd. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, an abortion? They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. What we a relief. Oh, <laughs> I was great. like, phew. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, go if you are in the New York or tri-state area. Yes. Please go to the Cherry Orchard Theater. Cherry Lane. Right? Cherry Lane. <laughs> Cherry Lane. <laughs> the Cherry Orchard is a play that would be at Cherry Lane. And orchards yes. have lanes of trees. I understand oh, true. that. Tree. Oh, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I like. <laughs> sure, sure. I was reaching. <laughs> And you're running through, uh, just because this might, sure. someone uh, June, might listen to this. Uh, it's, it's already open, obviously, through June 4th for now. And then, you know, a fingers crossed for an extension or a, a second run yeah. or something like that. So Amazing. I'm I sure this will be uh, still topical um, <laughs> every oh, yes. single day. Yes. I imagine. So hopefully people will come see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. It was great to talk to you. This was so I much mean, fun. This, yeah. I mean, we should all microdose ketamine together in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris will find us a field. I'm telling you, I'm I I want to do ketamine with everyone. Listen. I have yeah. <laughs> I have a cheetah print hat with bunny ears. Should I bring oh, it? Oh yeah. You gotta have Perfect. ears. Choose yes. your animal and let's go to a field. <laughs> Perfect. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R! This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Hong Kong. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.